On today's show, we are talking about how men can't get out of living a fantasy. We might step on a few toes. That's not our intent, but it's going to be interesting. Let's talk about it. Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fused, transparent conversations for marriage, family, and relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss topics that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and join us online on all our social media handles and our website, FusedMarriages.com. How you doing today? I am so great. Great. I like I like your smile. Yes. Oh, thanks, babe. I can, tell, I can tell how great you're doing this by your smile. Oh. You know what? I was I was watching a movie or something. It's like, and they were saying, people, you can smile with your mouth. Mm-hmm. When you really smile, you smile with your mouth and your eyes. Yeah. So I saw your I saw your smile, but I saw your smile with your mouth and your eyes. I was like, okay, that's a that's a real that's a real smile. Oh. Tyra Banks used to call that smizing. I think that's who you nice. yeah. Okay, I like that. With models, she would say smize. Okay. I think that was Tyra Banks. I want to give her credit for because yeah, I feel like yeah, that's where I heard that, it. But that makes sense. Well, thank you. You're looking very handsome. I like that. I like the the look. You like it? And okay. I like the okay. fit today. You know you helped me out a little bit. I know. You know it looks good to, on you. You know, stuff. at one point you did say you would not wear flowers. And now. I did. I did. I did. I did. But I think these look all right, though. Yeah. These look all right. So are you going to start wearing pink, too? We'll work toward that. Okay. We'll, work to, we'll work toward that. Maybe. There's nothing wrong with pink on guys or anything. But, you know. you know. I would think, you know, like Easter Sunday, like you have a whole pink. Mm. Suit with a fedora and a pink feather. I come in looking sharp. <laughs> come on. I come looking sharp. I'm to, I close my eyes on that. I'm like, oh, they're not ready for that. I'm not ready. I'm, ready. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> okay. Well, we are getting into something yes. and this topic today, because that might be my fantasy is to see you oh, wow. in oh, a full pink fantasy. suit with... <laughs> I think it might be interesting. But speaking of our conversation today is about um, fantasies, living a fantasy, the great escape. Um, So I'm really curious about this conversation because we're really going to be looking at the men's perspective um, about, you know, fantasies, escapisms and those sort of things. So um, why don't we kind of jump in? What what are your what are your thoughts? I mean, I mean, yeah, I I think us is. Guys, I'm gonna say guys, even as little boys, right? We yeah. often we kind of we, we live out fantasies a little bit, kind of as a little boy. So now I was a little boy. My mom used to give me get a towel, put a little clip on it, put it around my neck, kind of you no know, hang down, you know, to the back of my legs, and I thought I was Superman. Mm-hmm. So I would run around the house, watching, looking back at the cape, you know, flinging back, whatever, mm-hmm. jumping off the porch, because I wanted to be Superman. Why Superman? He powerful. He can fly. He had all these special powers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I think we just get in the mindset, right? Even as little boys, like, man, we want to be something strong and something that people look up to. And I don't know if that stops though, right? Because I mean, as you get older, potentially you keep trying to pursue those fantasies. Mm. That's what I want to talk about a little bit today. So you're saying the fantasy really never stops yeah. from being a boy to being a man. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, well, we invite all of the ladies um, in our listening audience to tune in, tell a friend. And I'd also like men chime in here because we're going to be hearing this from um, a male's perspective. Let us know if this is your experience um, or if maybe you have variations in that. So um, we definitely want to hear from you. Comment, like, share, and let's continue this dialogue. Okay, so 
as we're looking at um, the idea of men living out this fantasy, right. one of the ways that I have seen it, and I'd love to hear your feedback, is in maybe living out a fantasy in the sports world or the video game world. Even mm-hmm. what are your what's your thoughts? No, very two 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 good ones. Um, sports is probably the easy one, right? Because I think most. Not most boys, a lot of boys end up, you know, playing sports, looking up to sports athletes, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a football or NBA player or soccer, whatever have you, right? We often look up to these kind of these athletes that we think, man, I want to, I want to aspire to be like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think, I think that's not as fine. Right? I think that's that's not a, not a big deal. But as you notice, you know, say we know at ten and then at fourteen and at eighteen, but then you got, you know, we get twenty five and thirty. You have some men, you know, like there's no cutoff. They're still looking up to these athletes. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they aspire to be and see and do. They see, you know, see the money they have. They may see the uh, uh, the women that they maybe kind of have women are looking at them. Mm-hmm. And in, in their mind, I'm going to say in our mind, we're kind of imagine like, man, when I wonder what it's, I wonder what it's like to be them. Mm. Right. And what we get stuck in is in the mindset of, right, we're in this fantasy like, hey, I don't like my life, but I like the life of this person I see on Sundays that's playing at 12 p.m. So I'm going to go all in and just, and just I can't miss no game. I got a jersey on. I might be painting my face. It's, it's, we make a big deal because we're literally mm. placing ourselves into that person's shoes, imagining, like, what is it like to be them? So then what would you say is the difference between, like, a super fan? Mm-hmm. Somebody that is really just, I, I think this is a great player. I enjoy them versus somebody that is maybe envying or fantasizing about them being in that person's shoes. Yeah. I mean, a super fan. Can you define a super fan for me? Yeah. Super fans, they might go to the game and they might paint their face and they might have the jersey. They might know the stats. Um, Because in my mind, I wouldn't say that that is somebody that's fantasizing. That might just be somebody that's really into sports or really into a specific player, whether it's football or or American soccer or, um, you know, like what is or I guess American football because football. But anyway, um, so what is the what would how would you differentiate between somebody that is clearly um, fantasizing about a life that is not theirs? And then somebody that is just really appreciative of the craft. Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think it's a fine line, right? But one thing I can, I think that would help distinguish that if, you know what, you're spending more time mm-hmm. in that person's life, whether it's on Instagram, they're looking at that, you watching highlight clips, you watching, you miss, you can't miss a game. Um, you want to, you got to go to a game. Like you you start almost like building hey, your life. Around. Yes, building your life around that team or that person, whatever have you. Is it, it's a, ain't nothing wrong with being a fan. You know what I mean? I grew up in, you know, with Michael Jordan era, followed him, this, that, and the other. I was mm-hmm. a dog when he was, you know, about to retire and all that kind of stuff. I followed Kobe. I mean, there's nothing wrong with personally being a fan, mm-hmm. but it's, I think it's hard to see it, right? Because something on the inside that people start putting themselves mm-hmm. into, so they may not publicly see it. Some you can, yeah, because they may just go too far. Like, man, okay, like, man, they got, you know, they 35 years old and got a wall, you know, that got a, another man on it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if they may go, that's an obvious one, but most of us may not do that. But in our hearts, we're like, man, we, we're still living that little boy fantasy. I love this player because I admire him and I want to be like them. Mm-hmm. Instead of wanting to be like yourself, you're a grown man now. 
Mm. And that's, I mean, and that's a shift we have to make. Yeah. That's really interesting because I don't know that I had seen it before, but I can, as you're talking about um, wanting to be this person, the idea of envy, like not even like I'm trying to tear them down, but man, I want to be in that. And we see that potentially with like a lot of um, not just sports, but in the entertainment realm, even with like people in an entourage per se, not to say that people don't have their friends and everybody's on the come up together. That's fine. But you start to see like people that want to place themselves in proximity so that they can reap some of the benefits of that person's work or life. And that can be too kind of this fan lifestyle like it because that might be to an entertainer but the same can be said um in workplace culture I want to sit next to the manager I want to be up under this person or I want to be sitting next to the first lady of the church or the pastor of the church or um you know I want to sit next to this person in the boardroom or in this on the school board meeting so that idea of fantasy I think you can start to if we're again being introspective and reflective you can start to look are are there people in that power position in sports but also just in your day-to-day life, are you living your life? Are you surrounding your life with um, people or are, are, are making your life surround people that you want to be? Right. Did that make sense? No, it does make sense. That makes sense a lot. Um, yeah, I think it happens a lot, right, where people want to try to, you know, be influential, right, with, mm-hmm. you know, they see somebody they want to tattoo, whether it's power, whether it's money, and they want to be connected with that. For me, that I look at that a little bit different than fantasy. Okay. Because fantasy, in my mind at least, it established saying, hey, deep down, I'm not really happy with myself, mm-hmm. with where I'm at. But I think that's what I'm saying. Okay. People, okay. so maybe I wasn't as clear. I think some people put place themselves in proximity mm-hmm. so that they can reap the benefits of that person's work because they're not okay with them. So I want to be close to... You know, I want to be close to the pastor because the pastor gets this attention. And when I go home, I'm by myself. So I want to do everything to make the pastor like me and all the people around the pastor like me, because that makes me have value. And that makes me more like the pastor than I am in my real life. Because if I put too much distance, then I actually have to deal with me. And not to say that there's anything wrong with being next to the pastor or being a friend of the, you know, the school board president. None of those things. But I think it does come to what you were saying is it's I'm trying to live somebody else's life and pull from their life because I'm not OK with me. No, absolutely. 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 I, I, yeah, I totally I think I agree with what you said just because mm-hmm. you clarified that. So I appreciate that. Um, a lot of us guys we would never admit that, right? To say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm trying to, you know, yeah. live another man's life, this, that, and the other. But if we never break that trend, that's really I'm looking at from whenever we're, we're little kids as, as young boys. Mm-hmm. And that admiration doesn't shift to say, hey, I'm personalizing myself and I'm I'm the center of where I'm trying to go, not this other person that I'm idolizing. Is it possible then how, speaking to maybe some of our women viewers, how would we see that if we notice something in our spouse or sibling or parent where they are exhibiting kind of this fantasy life? Is there anything that we can say um, is because to the men's perspective, you're saying they wouldn't admit it out loud themselves. What if we see it? What does that encounter look like? Or do we not say anything? 
the whole okay hey, so a great question for one how would you recognize it one way i would recognize it would be if they try to escape often okay explain They're looking for an escape so sports can be an escape right mm-hmm. which is can be healthy we can be exercising or they want to watch a game nothing wrong with that but it's almost like they go from this life to this life it's almost like literally like hey i'm a, I'm a banker but then i'm a you know i'm, a, I'm painting my belly Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's two different like that's a that's an escape mm-hmm. right from really what you are with the bankers and you know, on being a banker or whatever have you mm-hmm. all jobs are really important in society but like they go they 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 shift to mm-hmm. this other this other life and i think i mean to me another thing that points it out is video games mm-hmm. yeah right? until that one yeah so video games is this idea of right you got this screen that you're watching and you're putting yourself in that screen in whatever game you're playing. You're sitting here, but you're in the game. Mm-hmm. You're not, nothing goes on. Somebody got headphones on and yeah, and like so you come knocking the door, they, they like, they don't even hear nothing mm-hmm. because literally they're in the game and nothing wrong playing video games. Mm-hmm. I don't play them anymore. I mean, stop years, years ago. I really like Duck Hunt. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oregon Trail, oh, what? My what? Hey, that's about what, 89? Don't care. 80. I'd still play Duck Hunt and <laughs> Pac-Man. <laughs> nothing wrong with me. Nothing Thank wrong with you. Me. Nothing wrong with that. Right. <laughs> That's funny right there. She said Duck Hunt. That's good. But no. But I, I can't even tell what games people play. I know they're, mm-hmm. they're out there. And it's a big it's a big industry. Right. Right. And people will say, you know, I'm playing games. And, the other, and they'll say it's my escape. Mm-hmm. You got to put two and two together. Okay. Nothing wrong with it. You know. In the way everybody needs to escape, I go take a walk. I mean, so I need to escape. Everybody needs some kind of escape too. I ain't nothing, nothing wrong with video games. Just you know, can't like not nah, play. I'm not against video games, but you can get so into them sucked in that literally it's, it's, it's it comes a world. Mm-hmm. Some games I believe you can build a world. Yeah, I remember that. Said, yeah, there was a game that you can build. No, don't a whole say what there is. There is. <laughs> you there said what? Don't say no. Don't there are. Wait, games. don't say this because <laughs> you're talking about some old probably. What are you talking about? You know the name of it? The Sims. The Sims. <laughs> Sims aren't around anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I'm <laughs> out of my element when talking about. I, you know, I mean, I'm, I know people I have them, but yeah, I know which one new ones are out there. So then, what is the line then? Because I have a couple more I want to kind of talk sure. about from a male perspective. Yeah. But what is the line then from having healthy escapes from your perspective? Things that you do that are just, hey, I gotta, I gotta get away. Life is hard. Life mm-hmm. is stressful. I need something that is a pick me up. Yeah. Um, where does that line draw between, hey, I'm living in a fantasy world yeah. versus, yeah, I'm taking a moment to escape, right. but I'm in, I'm doing something that I enjoy. I would say time. And I would say time, how much time are you spending on it? Mm-hmm. And like everybody has to, you know, decide what that is for them. Remember, everybody has different amount of time and extra time and this, that, and the other. Some of us don't have extra time to, you know, we don't have three hours or four hours every day. Yeah. And some people are doing that, right? If you have four every day, maybe, you know, you're successful and you got that, you can do that, right? Because I, I built my life, I'm established, I got my career. But some of us should be producing things, making things, talking to people, but we're mm-hmm. spending two or three hours every day. That's a good distinction. Because you said that and it made, it started making me think there are escapes and fantasies that you can live even outside of being a fan of somebody else. Right. Like you use the example going to in sports there are we have some golfers but sometimes right. people can use golf ham hey, going to golf that's to get away from life or him hey, going to the court 
to get away. Another one that um, I'd like you to kind of talk about as we talk about the great, this great escape and talking about fantasy living um, is like going to the clubs, strip clubs, the bars, all of that. Talk about that from a male perspective as an escape. All right. All right. So if you got kids around, I mean, I mean, people go to strip clubs. We have to admit that most is mostly men. Okay. Right. It's mostly men. I'm gonna tell you why. For me, why I believe historically, why. yeah, historically, it's mostly men. Maybe some women y'all have done it before. There are women, yeah. For sure. I'm <laughs> just saying. saying. Hey, you bit. Hold on. Hey, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you try it. Don't you. Try I was it. like, I, I probably got new information. Y'all didn't. I mean, you I'm know, just saying. She had a life before me, so I guess ask a question. This dude right here. Asking questions. Go. So, no, but I think why it's tailored. Strip clubs are tailored mostly to men, because in reality. Can that man really bring that woman home? Ninety-nine percent of the time, ninety-nine point nine 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 percent is no. Right. So he goes there to this place, to the establishment, pay his twenty dollars, whatever, put it on the table, let her do her thing, dance, this, that, and the other. For the idea of that man, I, that's that's a woman I wish I could have. Mm-hmm. You're you can't you're not getting not getting her number. You probably ain't getting her Instagram. She make it you that she make more more followers. But regardless, maybe I think maybe on that. But you you are not you're not going It's home. not to build a relationship. You're not building a relationship yeah. with that person. So the idea is literally say, you know what, men are so I'm gonna say gullible, but we think in a way of like, you know what, we okay, we know it's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, people say the steaks are good. They are like, how you eat steak with stuff? I don't Stop. Know. I've heard <laughs> people sit, I was like, I never got I never Hello. understood. I'm just alone. That's what Anyway, so the idea is that it's a it's a it's a fantasy. So the same could be said, not just a strip club, but any club. Like I'm going. I remember back in the day, like they say, you gotta, you know, you the ones that are left when the lights come on. They, you know, they're the picks because <laughs> things look different in the dark, oh, you know. But just it's true just I mean, it's different. It's different. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> you might you like, might get tricked. That's the club lights, man. You look, hold on, what is what's this? So we're going way off. Yes. <laughs> we're going way off. But the idea of um the fantasy of this mm-hmm. kind of person. Right. Now when you talk about like clubs and strip clubs and women and men, mm-hmm. like it can not only can it get dicey, but it can get really hurtful because there are some you know, like they say, okay, blame it on the alcohol. But there are a lot of things that become dysfunctional in relationships. And even in our media, even in our entertainment, you know, you'll watch a movie and somebody will be down. They'll want to, let's go to the club. Let's go out. Let's let this perk you up. Or, hey, you know, you, you just broke up. Okay, let's go to the strip club. Let's throw some money. And those kinds of images are really permeating our culture and how we see these different, not just the spaces, but how you cope with challenging, um, with challenges, even if they're internal, which goes back to kind of your original point about, Hey, you're not really dealing with you because you go to the strip club or you go to the club or wherever you go, you still have to return to yourself at some point. Like you can't do that. And that really makes me also think of, um, kind of drugs and alcohol as another form of escape though that one was the one that most people say is the more obvious mm-hmm. like oh okay i'm not doing that so i'm okay like okay i'm i'm drinking a little more but i'm depressed somebody passed away so mm-hmm. i'm smoking a little more because i'm depressed or whatever the thing is but those can become hooks in you where now you live in that life 
as opposed to dealing with your life so you can live your best life yourself. Yeah. I mean, just to add on what you're saying. So like personally, like I've never been in, in the strip clubs, right? That's not been my thing. But back in my day, clubs were, were, were on the board for me, right? Go to the club. And I'd say, okay, why did I go to the club? Because I didn't want to be by myself. I didn't want to be sitting at home, which is really, to me, is just a fantasy going to escape. I wasn't necessarily trying to look for anything. You may go have a drink or this, that, and the other. But the whole drinking thing what you just mentioned is really just to get a, get away, get escape, and get have, have the fantasy of like, hey, I'm having a good time, mm-hmm. right? Because in reality, I didn't know how to have a good time without being around people. <laughs> so again, to me, it just feeds into the whole fantasy idea. If I ain't getting rain around people, if I ain't drinking, then I'm not having a good time. So let me create this fantasy as is I'm 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 cool with me and everything I, I have and go around a whole bunch of people, other people that's just as dysfunctional as I am, and saying, Hey, let's let's go have a good time together. And we go back to being normal, you know, or with headaches at six AM the next day. Mm-hmm. Which ain't cool. Like so many like we get stuck in this mindset. I'm just trying to help like People think about it potentially like, hey, you know what? We keep living. We live in a, we live in a fantasy mm-hmm. only because we don't want to deal with ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Or our circumstances, situation. My life is boring. I don't really have anything going on. I don't like myself. Mm-hmm. I ain't I ain't quite as bubbly or as talkative when, you know, unless I'm drinking or at a club. This, that, and all these stuff people have said. I've said and say, you know what? We got to be cool with us, mm-hmm. right? The whole idea of having a fantasy is because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cool with me. And I think we just got to look at that. What are your thoughts then about um, fantasies that are created around um, power, like about around, you know, the sex, drugs, rock and roll, the idea of money and guns and owning the streets? You know, like I know that that might just be imagery that we see in films, but it's real. Like this idea of um, if I own this block like even how gangs function um hey this is my spot where i i own this much of this thing i have so much power what about fantasies that are created like that almost like this idea of this house of cards yeah i mean um yeah that that, you know that definitely something that's very i mean i think men get affected by both of those i mean just even as probably as little boys right probably got some examples of those but the things that come to my mind at least the two things the two words that come to my mind is like men want to be respected Mm-hmm. Men want to be desired. Men want to be respected and men want to be desired. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, if a woman ever figures that out, like. Hold on. Don't... No, I'm just saying. I, My ears it, perked up. It's, Wait. it's the idea of like, you know, men want to be respected. Yeah. Right. And they want to be desired. Yeah. Um, And it's a way to respect me when he's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Or a person in that matter can be a man. This kid's right. talking about a man, but. The idea, because every man is not right and this, that, and the other, so you got like, but you have to disrespect him in order to kind of not respect, you know what I mean, to, to, to keep it respect there. Mm-hmm. So the res- idea of respect and, and, and desire is like, okay, to me, those tie with what you just said about money, right? We think money equals power. If I have a lot of money, then I have a lot of influence, a lot of, a lot of power. I can, I can go on and respect. <laughs> and also, okay, I can get the desire. Typically, they think, you know, if I got money, some people that have money in this society, we think, man, how he get with her? Hmm. And you know, I got names. I'm not gonna say them. Don't say them. I'm not gonna say them. But you like, I just had a flash. Of- yeah, so flash a few names. But like, we always look like men. But he, typically, he, have, he has some money, so he's able to, you know, elevate what he's able to attain mm-hmm. in in the society with women. And the whole gunplay thing is like, hey, you know what? If I have this something on my hip, people gotta respect me. 
And if you ever notice, I ain't gonna say if you notice it, but if you just kind of just be in tune, people, I've seen people that, that say, you know, carry a weapon or, you know, they got something in the trunk or this, that, and the other. They act a little different mm-hmm. when, after they got their piece. Mm-hmm. They're a little more bold. They're a little more boisterous about, you know, saying stuff. And, and we're like, hold on, you want two years ago, you want that. What happened? <laughs> and they, you know, and they, they got, they, they got that, that power, right? Mm-hmm. And that the idea of, of packing a gun gave them that fantasy that they're powerful. Mm-hmm. To me, you're still weak. Because <laughs> you're weak on the inside, right? It's not that. The idea of being, I mean, the whole idea, I don't want to offend nobody that packs, because that's not, that's not my goal here, right? Right. But the idea is that we can get caught in the idea that we're somebody that we're not. Yeah, it seems right. like what you're saying is all the things outside of us that might put us in a position or might make us think that we're something that we're not are really damaging. Mm-hmm. Like, them in themselves are not harmful. But when you start to live differently or when you don't, you stop assessing yourself because you have these things, then it becomes a problem. Right. Whether it's money or drugs, whether it's drinking, whether it's um, cars or whatever it is, going different places, you're inserting this light or you're making this life who you are versus being who you are in that life. And I think we got one example. I don't think this person's going to be watching, so we can talk Uh-oh. about it. Lisa. Lord have mercy. No, we're talking. No names okay. or anything. Okay. So we were, me and, me, and, me and my wife were having a conversation with the gentleman, with this gentleman. He was with his girlfriend at the time. And um, the girlfriend, his girlfriend at the time, he had, she had brothers. And mm-hmm. something, maybe, I don't know if it was a conflict or something came up. The brother was trying to, they yeah. asked him about, hey, how are you going to treat my sister? This, that, and the other. Well, this guy that we knew, we we mutually, me and Tristan mutually knew, he said, well, I'm just going to get my gun. I'm going to shoot your brothers. Mm-hmm. And we looked at each other like, "Not you, you a nice guy. Yeah. Like, why would that even come out your mouth like that? Yeah. Right? But we came to the we had a side conversation separate from that one and said, you know what? When he when he got the weapon mm-hmm. or started getting weapons, mm-hmm. it was this thing he was collecting. He was a collector, right? He became, he became different. He became like a, this persona of like, hey, I'm this. Big bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We like, no, you're a nice guy. Mm-hmm. You're normal, nice, good family, upbringing. But I think it goes back to what you said about being desired. Like, hey, yeah. if I'm this if I'm this kind of guy, then I'll be more desirable. Right. And I have this gun so I can back it up. I can look right. like the I can look the part. And I think that that can be the same with sports. Hey, or proximity. Hey, I'm close to this person. So, you know, right. I got what they've got or I've got this car or this money or these assets or these abilities, um, even in this, the video game world or, you know, the virtual, not just video games, really, but any of the virtual world. Hey, I, I have these things. I'm able to do this. And that makes me valuable. Um, so I think that there's a lot in there, but I want to give you the last word as we're talking about the male perspective. Um, what do they do once they recognize you're right? I've kind of, I've tiptoed into this fantasy world and I'm no longer happy Mm -hmm. with myself. I'm living in my escape. What would you say? Yeah, that's, 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 that's deep right there. Right. Um, um, first part, I think you, you gave the answer recognizing it, right. Am I that person? And I think to be honest with you, we all been that person. I've been that person, you know what I mean? Trying to live some other life and this, that, and the other, didn't like myself, didn't love myself. I never looked at it like that, mm-hmm. but that in reality, I go back, I peel back, and you and I talked about it, that's what it was, mm-hmm. right? So the recognition is one, and then figure, I mean, you just gotta, you gotta learn how to appreciate you, right? Mm-hmm. We're all unique, 
God made us all unique. And the idea that like, you know what, just because I'm different, maybe from the next man or the next person that said any other doesn't make me not special. Yeah. And just, I think that cornerstone of just understanding that, right? My uniqueness is something I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a abnormality. How you say it? Abnormal. Ab. Yeah, help me. Normality. Ab, say it. Yeah. I'm not what abnormal. She said. <laughs> yeah, I'm not abnormal. What she said. <laughs> the idea, yeah. So the idea of that, you know what, we just have to appreciate us, right? Yeah. We have to grow into loving us. Right. I love myself before I before I can love somebody else. Cause I can't expect you to love me out of my not love. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the fact that I don't love me, that's that's a difficult place for you to be. Yeah. So it's something we got to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. We definitely want to hear from y'all on this topic, especially you brothers out there, because there's a lot to be said of trying to return to loving yourself and knowing that you're valuable and special because not many men would say I'm valuable or I'm special but you are and you are thank you for being here with us we have a lot more to discuss so tune in on some of our programs and as always check our website for more content and and resources at fusemarriages.com let's talk about it